Hello and welcome to 60 Minutes with I'm Chris and we're back with another sound check episode. Um, we've been knocking these sound check episodes out quite regularly, I think. We're doing quite a good job on them, I think. Uh, Dave did a, a fantastic uh, show with the Dust Coder. Um, I've pre-ordered their album on the back of that. Sounds uh, sounds awesome and a nice couple of lads. Um, and I know Steve's got something in the pipeline and well we've all got stuff in the pipeline but it's been a little while since I did a show the last one I did was uh, on television um, how to make friends and influence people well this one um, is going to be a little bit different I guess uh, go in a slightly different direction to that that's kind of like quite happy poppy or you know that kind of stuff I'm going to go with a bit more intense aggressive fast shouty um, which, for I suppose a general fan, uh, you wouldn't use those words to associate Moby. Um, I this is the only Moby album I own. I have to say, and uh, I know he's better known for other things, um, but this is the one that means the most to me. And I, I'll tell you a little bit more about how I uh, became more acquainted with Moby. Uh, a bit later on. But as I said, people probably know him best for his 1999 album Play, uh, which produced eight singles and sold over 10 million copies worldwide. Um, And people, I would imagine, know him through the movies. If you're a fan of the Bourne films, you may know it, you may not know it. But the song that plays at the end of each Bourne movie is uh, by Moby, and it's called Extreme Ways. I think that was a happy accident that uh, that that happened, having read upon it a little bit. Um, but nonetheless, I think it suits those films. It's uh, it's become, if you like, uh, I suppose, official stroke unofficial uh, soundtrack, you know, or uh, you know, theme to those to those films. Um, and staying with the movies, uh, in '97 he released a, an album called "I Like to Score," uh, which. It's a collection of music that has been used in films. Um, amongst those tracks included uh, an updated version of the James Bond theme, the classic Bond theme, uh, which was used in Tomorrow Never Dies, and uh, New Dawn Fades, which is a cover of a Joy Division song, uh, which was used in the Michael Mann movie from uh, called Heat. Um, I mean, Moby's worked with, a, you know, the who's who of the music industry. Uh, he's co-written, produced, remixed music for the likes of Michael Jackson, David Bowie, Daft Punk, um, Pet Shop Boys, Brian Eno, Britney Spears, New Order, Public Enemy, Guns N' Roses, Metallica, Soundgarden. And I think that just goes to show he's, he's kind of diverse nature. Uh, particularly when it comes to this album, uh, I know I've heard some of the singles. You know, I've, I've heard "Play," and it's um, you know, I suppose he's, he's best known for, like I said, his electronic work. But the the, the album I'm um, going to talk about, "Animal Rights," is anything but that. And having done a little bit of research on him uh, during the eighties, he uh, he played guitar for a hardcore punk band uh, called the Vatican Commandos, which is a great name for a band. Um, and then later on, he was a guitarist for an alternative rock group called Ultra Vivid Scene. Um, so, you know, it, my kind of experience of of Moby is 
I suppose of his his roots. You know, his the the stuff that he he, he did in the eighties, um, and not so much his electronic stuff. You know, um, but yeah, Animal Rights was released in nineteen ninety six, and uh, having read upon him, uh, it, because he he kind of he was getting more into electronic stuff, but because he wasn't getting the, the you know the feedback that he wanted, that there wasn't as much momentum um, that he would have liked, he decided to change it completely and release this you know hardcore almost like punk um album and uh it which is ironic because uh, obviously around that time which i remember quite well um i would have been 1920 um yeah 19 or 20 years old it, the bands like the prodigy and chemical brothers uh you know started to to go crazy and you know there was a huge buzz particularly in in the UK with with those bands um but it features uh, a cover version of uh, mission of burma's uh, that's when i reach for my revolver um and he took this album on tour with him and he opened up for the likes of soundgarden with um, who were promoting their album down on the upside uh, he worked with uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers as well, um, but unfortunately for him, the album was a critical and commercial failure. Um, as I say, he toured with the likes of uh, Soundgarden, and uh, he he had th- admitted in a, an interview with the Rolling Stone that um, because of the failure of the album, and because of also the negative reception of the uh, the Soundgarden fan base that he was touring with at the time, and because he was opening for them, uh, he actually considered quitting music. Um, but obviously, he chose to carry on. You know, he's had a very successful career, and um, uh, you know, some of his contemporaries and other artists have told him that they liked the album, such as Axl Rose, Bono, and even Terence Trent D'Arby. <laughs> of all people, uh, so if you know if your career's down and out, and he felt old Terence comes knocking on your door and says, "Actually, I liked your album; it was really good," then uh, then carry on. Um, he's obviously a very talented person because uh, this album, looking at the, the sort of credits for it and everything else, uh, he's credited with the vocals, guitar, bass guitar, percussion, drums, keyboards. Producing, engineering, art direction, designer, uh, mixing, photography, you know, uh, he, he's pretty much, uh, he does it all. And um, the only other thing I, I sort of remember of, or heard of, if you like, with Moby is that uh, he had a bit of a spat with Eminem. And I'm sure that Eminem featured him in one of his videos and one of his songs, um, you know. Uh, so, but yeah, I mean, it was obviously critically mauled at the time, and but retrospection, I have to say, I think has given people the chance to appreciate animal rights, and it's since we started doing these soundcheck shows, it's kind of it, I thought, what's what album haven't I heard for a long time? And we're talking like because I had fifteen, twenty years uh, that I really loved when I was a kid and listened to quite a lot, and this is one of them. And my sort of like story behind the album and how I got to know of Moby is that I I was a big Soundgarden fan Um, and still am to a certain extent. uh, But uh, at the time, you know, I was was really into Soundgarden and because they were promoting Down on the Upside, I 
when I bought it and they were playing in uh, Wolverhampton at the Civic uh, Hall uh, which is a place I've been to for a number of gigs and stuff like that and uh, my abiding memory of that tour if you like or, or that gig was that I was really excited to see Soundgarden and I generally don't bother seeing out opening acts I have to say um, you know I just I, I'm more likely to go to the pub and get pissed up <laughs> than uh, than sort of go and see the opening act um, and then just turn up you know a few sort of few minutes later, uh, before the actual main main act comes on but for some reason I didn't on this tour uh, tour and uh, uh, talk, you call me a tour, you know, at this gig, um, and I, I'm not sure why, I, I don't know exactly why, I think we just got there early, and so anyway, we were milling about, and we went in, and uh, just as he was about to come on stage, um, Moby was there, and I think, again, my memory of it is hazy, because I probably was a bit pissed up, um, but also, I, it, it is going back like 20 21 years now so it's it's going back a while but uh, I'm pretty sure he was on the stage on his own there was just him and so you know you kind of look at this guy he's this kind of like bloke on his own he's this bald guy he's got a guitar and I'm not kidding you he, he was fucking awesome absolutely brilliant uh, he bounced around the stage and uh, like I said he was promoting uh, animal rights and that that's album is well my show notes if you like for each song are pretty much um i can you know just read them out here heavy and fast really fast heavy punky shouty heavy punky shouty intense heavy punky shouty aggressive punky heavy shouty slow shouting intense <laughs> that's you know what i mean those are my sort of like notes for each song that i've written um, but no, he was absolutely brilliant. Um, and on the flip side of that that coin, and the band that I was really looking forward to, um, Soundgarden were awful from memory. Uh, they just were so lacklustre and just didn't seem in it at all. I don't think that their hearts were in it. Um, I, I kind of fell off uh, the Soundgarden train, I have to say, after Down on the Upside came out. Um and I, I know that they've since well obviously not since Chris Cornell's passed away but uh, they they kind of had a resurgence and released songs and stuff like that but there was the, for, for me you know Soundgarden had the, the if you like the the three albums um, uh, sort of you know including Down on the Upside that uh, Bad Motorfinger and oh, shit I can't remember because I didn't make a note of it um but anyway, those three albums were the three albums that, that sort of meant a lot to me. But yeah, they were terrible. Um, and my my takeaway from it was that Moby was fantastic. So as a result, I went out and to Mike Lloyd's Mega Store. I, uh, pretty sure that was my regular um, place that I got music from, which wasn't was literally across the road from the the, the Civic Hall, and uh, went and bought the album and listened to it lots and lots and lots when I was a kid and really enjoyed it. It was kind of, you know, it was it was the music that I was into at that time, you know, that sort of like, you know, heavy rock uh, and 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 it, but it, it was it was a bit different to the rock that I listened to. Obviously Metallica was, you know, still favored quite heavily. It's the 
the grunge scene. Um, you know, so you know, as I mentioned before, you got the likes of Nirvana um, and. The, Black, uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers were starting to come into my sort of like uh, horizon, that kind of thing. But then, as is, as I you know, mentioned earlier on, the likes of the Prodigy um, and the more dance sort of like uh, music started to come into you know my playlists. So yeah, I started to have a bit of more of an eclectic taste of of music, and uh, I will always credit the club that I used to go to when I was a kid. The first ever club I ever went to uh, when I was sixteen years old, called the Dorchester in Wolverhampton. Um, Love that place. I've spoken about it many times before. Yes, it was the place uh, I learnt about different types of music and um, went crazy dancing, moshing. Uh, had my first real snog there. Uh, tried LSD there, as I've mentioned before. Uh, tried poppers there, <laughs> um, not for any other reason other than the fact that my mate said, "Oh, let's try these," because uh, they had a little booth on, on the front that you could buy them from. Um, I don't even even know if poppers are still legal or if they're illegal now or what. But anyway, um, yeah, they were fun for about five minutes, and then they gave me a banging friggin' headache. So yeah, poppers, eh? Yeah. Good fun. <laughs> um, so yeah, back to animal rights. Um, like I said, I, I'm not necessarily going to go through every single track uh, because, well, it, it, you know, it, it, like I said, my notes are quite limited. To be quite honest with you, um, there are uh, twelve tracks and three instrumentals, uh, including the first track uh, called "Now I Let It Go." Um, the second track was a single. Um, and it was it's called Come On Baby um, and this is I think where we're going to s- play my first music track um, it's difficult to sort of which one to go with because um, I really like Someone to Love which is the third track Heavy Flow which is 1 minute 54 of just fast heavy punk shouting um, You uh, which I like um, My Love Will Never Die which is really intense uh, and then it slows down a little bit after that so I, yeah I think I am going to go with Come On Baby even though it was like the the single and it, I suppose if, if it's going to do anything it's going to give people a little bit of an indication as to what to expect um, so yeah here we go um, my first track from the album Animal Rights by Moby it's Come On Baby or oh, Come On Baby Anyway, here it is. Come on, baby. No, that just doesn't sound right. Anyway, come on, baby. Fuck you.
hope you enjoyed that and a suitably shouted out um but yes th- i mean that's kind of what you can expect with this album uh you can imagine that a lot of people probably won't like it very much um you know it's i can imagine dave listening to this thinking fucking hell <laughs> this isn't my kind of music at all and i can totally understand why i mean like i said it's it I suppose if people are fans of Moby and, and not necessarily delved into his back catalogue, catalogue even, um, they would think, Jesus Christ, what the hell? Because, you know, it's a lot different to uh, the other music that he's he's put out. Um, it follows on, the, uh, the album follows on with um, Soft, which is track seven, and it's slow, shouting, intense... <laughs> Um, 
say it's it's all mine is is track eight again there's lots more shouting but it's got quite a slower melody and it's but it's still intense um and then you've got uh that's when i reach for my revolver track nine which is as i mentioned cover of uh mission of burma's uh single which i didn't know until i started to look into this i you know like i said i, I didn't know that it was a cover um you know all those years ago when i first listened to the album um but i've since gone and i've listened to it on youtube and i have to say i, I do quite like it uh, a lot i mean i think if if you've if you're a fan of, of that band and if you hear this single obviously you can make your own mind up um the moby version is as you would imagine probably a little bit better produced um and it, it sounds probably a little bit crisper and cleaner. Um, but I have to say, I, I quite like the original. I think that I like the original because, although they're very vo- similar in terms of the vocal styles, stuff like that, um, I think I probably like the original because it just sounds a little bit sort of... It's not as well produced, and I think the song suits that, if that makes sense. Um, but the song, at the time, uh, it was courted a bit of controversy uh, because the the BBC and MTV asked Moby to change the lyrics of the song's title um, and he agreed to this and re-recorded an alternate version of the song uh, titled That's When I Realise It's Over uh, as opposed to That's When I Reach For My Revolver um, which didn't go down very well with uh, Mission of Burma fans because they were apparently reportedly outraged um, which I suppose I can kind of see, you know, if he's covering a song, then agrees to change the lyrics of the song that isn't his, um, just to please, you know, BBC and MTV. I I can kind of see where they're coming from. I'd be a bit pissed off if I had a band that I loved and uh, somebody else covered it and then started fucking about with the lyrics. But hey-ho, that's that's what happened. Um, Then we move on to uh, track 10 called Face It, which clocks in at a whopping 10 minutes and 3 seconds um, but I've got to say and I know Dave will hate it for the fact that it is quite a long song I keep talking about Dave you know, as if he's the only person that matters when, when listening to, to this type of music but you know what I mean there are other people out there who I'd imagine will um, will like uh, this this music and like this album um, I like it um and as I mentioned earlier on, he's uh, one of the songs he's uh, he did uh, featured on um, Heat uh, by Michael Michael Mann. Um, and I've got to say, I, I'm not sure if there's anything connecting this song to Heat, but there's something in the score that kind of of, of that that film that kind of sounds quite similar to this song. There's, there's sort of like a, 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 a just like um. I can't. I'm trying. When I was listening to it, I was trying to picture the scene. Because it's been a while since I've watched Heat, I must admit. But there's, I think it's sort of. There's just like, um, quite a, a driving feeling to parts of that score. And I think, if I remember rightly, it's the bit where Al Pacino is tracking um, Robert De Niro's character, and he's got like you know eye in the sky, helicopters kind of like watching him and this is just before their famous meet up uh, in the diner I'm sure that it's around that, that point uh, in the film but th- there's parts of this song that kind of make me think of of that, I-, I could be tying the two together just because I read that he'd done something with um, with Michael Mann but 
anyway, if if you think possibly the same, uh, then let us know. Um, and then there's two instrumentals to finish off off with: uh, track eleven called "Living" and track twelve, uh, "Love Song for My Mom," um, which you could argue both of them just don't seem to fit the tone of the album with everything that's preceded it um, with all the intense shouting and aggression and, and whatever because uh, they're quite I suppose Joe, uh, Joe slow and gentle uh, Joe is what when you put slow and gentle together uh, the, 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 it's quite a you know a departure from what's happened um, on the album so far but I suppose my final thoughts on it are I enjoyed going back to it. It is probably quite an acquired taste. Um, it's it's definitely uh, a, an album for a specific mood. I think um, you know. You, I think you have to be in a certain mood to enjoy it. Um, and I don't know if it's an age thing. I don't know maybe because I'm a bit older now. I'm 41, and uh, you know, obviously, I was 20, 21 when I listened to it. Um, I'm not that angry youth anymore you know I don't have that sort of anger in me that you know I, I suppose at that time in my life uh, you know you, I don't know because well you're not a teenager anymore but you st- I, was, I think because you're still going through a load of emotions and stuff like that I just I, I don't have that urge to smash things up <laughs> if that makes sense do you know what I mean I've just I think because I've, I've lost it I've, I've not lost it but I've mellowed you know and I'm, I just don't have that urge to yeah, yeah, and this this to me is music that you'd smash the shit out of something with. Do you know what I mean? That's that's kind of I suppose what I feel about it. So yeah, yeah, I just uh, perhaps that's why it's it's changed now because I just don't have that that ur- those urges anymore. You know, I'm glad I went back and listened to it. Would I recommend that go people go and check it out? Yes, why not? Because you know. Who knows? You may lo- end up loving it, and if you don't like it, well, then you haven't lost anything, have you? Really? Um, but it's 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 not as bad as uh, people, uh, uh, particularly critics, made out. Um, I, I do think that there's some merit to it, and even if you just want to listen to a, bit, a slightly different uh, side of Moby that you may have never heard before, um, but I will always remember the uh, the the live act, you know, at the Civic Hall, um, because he. You know his performance made me want to go out and buy the album, and so you know I'll, I will always have a special place in my heart for for animal rights for for that reason alone. So yeah, um, I've decided to finish off the show with uh, the single "That's When I Reach for My Revolver," not the "That's When I Realize It's Over" version because that would just be shit, and it sounds shit as well. Um, because I like it. it, it you know that and come on, baby, were always my sort of like favourite songs. You know at the time, uh, which I'd probably turn on first before I turned on anything else. And uh, yeah, it's it's the more melodic uh, one of the well, if not the most melodic song on the the album. Um, so yeah, I hope you enjoyed that, and I hope you enjoyed the show. And if you did, then let us know. If you didn't, then let us know. Um, but there are more shows heading your way, and inter- entertainment shows, interview shows, um, sound check shows. There's there's always something going on, um, not only in terms of podcasts, but also um, reviews. And the website is is regularly updated, almost on a daily basis. 
with new review reviews uh, and all sorts of loads of content uh, and also um, competitions we've been giving away loads of stuff lately um, whether that's uh, keys for uh, video games or Blu-rays, DVDs, uh, all sorts. And I know that there's more in the pipeline. And also, uh, if you would like to support the show in any way um, you can, um, then there's an Amazon link, uh, which if you go through the website and then you buy something from Amazon, then they send us probably pennies in reality. But it all adds up. Um, oh, is it the, tes- the Tesco saying, yeah, every little helps? They they said send us a little uh, cut of that which we'll then give back to you the dear listener uh, with more competitions and different things so that's kind of a a nice little way that you can help us out and you don't get charged any extra from what I understand you just literally pay the price that you would anyway on Amazon but it kind of gets recognised that you've come through our website so I'm very proud of the website as I always say Um, it's it's an amazing thing that uh, we've all built and just continue, continually support and add to. So check it out, please, at 60minuteswith.co.uk. I'm at Dastardly Jabby. Um, you can get the 60 Minutes With uh, Twitter handle at 60 Minutes With. Tina's at Spanky Spangler. And Steve's at Solidaire01. And that's it. Until next time, thank you very much. I will leave you with um, That's When I Reach For My Revolver by Moby from the album Anil writes, thank you for listening. Bye-bye. Once told